What is going to be the plan B, just in case? GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Let's go to the phones. Ron in Moore. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Yes, Bill. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, the subject you were talking about, I've got a, a true story. Uh, years ago when I, I was in the remodeling business, we remodeled a house in Spartanburg for this couple and they moved from California to Spartanburg. And, uh, uh, this lady was, uh, she was like all about green energy and save the planet. And so, uh, anyhow, uh, she wanted, said we had to go solar. So they hired a company from Greenville to put solar panels up. Uh, my plumbing contractor that I hired and my electrician that, you know, did work for us. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, they put up solar panels and all of this, and all it did, it did not heat the home. All it did was made hot water for her uh, Japanese soaking tub, and it just made hot water. And uh, we had to put in, the plumber had to install two 80-gallon tanks, hot water tanks. The plumber didn't even, he's never done anything like it and the electrician, and uh, after, you know, they figured it all out, they had to do research, how to hook all this stuff up to these solar panels, and uh, the electrician said, hey, well, we got to hook up backup, so in case it's cloudy or the sun ain't been out, it ain't going to heat the water, so then they had to hook up, do all these switches and everything, but by the time it got done, and she had her solar hub, uh, her panels on a roof for uh, for hot water. That was it, hot water. How many panels? <laughs> huh? How many panels was it? How much space did it take on, it five, on the roof? It was five panels on right. the roof. Yep. And, uh, and by the time it was done, just to do that, to make hot water, that was it, hot water. And it, it, it ran, the, the final bill came to about close to $28,000. For all that, water to, for that hookup. Yeah. And okay. then the other thing she had, the people that moved out were an elderly couple, and they had a shed in the backyard. They had a brand new uh, a lawnmower. Uh, they had a leaf blower, weed eater in there, but they couldn't use it no more. And the, uh, she she said we had a big dumpster there. We spent a year remodeling this house, and uh, she says, uh, "Will you guys get rid of that stuff for me? You know, throw it in the dumpster." And I said, "What the lawnmower?" And, yes, that's that's ruining the planet. That's uh, you know runs off of gasoline. So, have you ever been back to that <laughs> house that they have like prairie dogs poking out over the tall grass and everything now? <laughs> I said. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll get rid of it. Yep. I took that. It was a brand new Toro self-propelled push so mower. I used to get about a $300 lawnmower. If, I still have it. If, if I were to go by Ron for Moore's house, would I see him pushing a nice Toro mower that he got for free on a particular day cutting that grass? Uh, no, you wouldn't see me pushing it anymore because <laughs> I, I, I got four, eight, I got four, four, four acres of grass. 
There you go. I, I somebody with a machine to do. Yeah, <laughs> hire somebody younger that wants to do stuff like that. Listen, thanks for that. I, I appreciate that. I I didn't know it was that frivolous to be honest with you. But thanks for the call. I appreciate that. <laughs> Just to make hot water for the Japanese soaking 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 tub. Right now, on the Democratic side of things, uh, the Democratic elites they have picked Joe Biden. And, you know, they still, they you know, they pick who can and can't run. On the Republican side, the party elites are extremely concerned about age, cognitive ability, and infirmity of Donald Trump. But the people remembering how Trump was in 2016, they, they're, not, they're not that they're worried about it. But, uh, you know, our average lifespan is right about 78 years, according to the World Bank. Both take medication to control cholesterol that extend longevity by only about a year. One of them seems to have trouble sticking to a healthy diet and doing the right amount of exercise. The other does exercise, but appears to be off of his game cognitively. Now, we can say what we want to say about these guys as humans that have gotten to this age all day long. What are the parties doing about this? Now, the rules adopted at the RNC convention in 2020 state that the National Committee is authorized and empowered to fill any and all vacancies which may occur by reason of death, declination, or otherwise of the Republican candidate for the President of the United States. They also provide that they may reconvene the National Convention for the purpose of filling any such vacancies. So if Trump wins the nomination but dies before Election Day, 168 people you likely have never heard of will decide one of your choices for president. Under the Democratic rules, the Democratic National Committee shall have general responsibility for the affairs uh, and the responsibility shall include filling vacancies in the nominations for the office of president. Slightly more than 168 individuals would be eligible to vote to select a replacement nominee on their side Though their website stipulates the DNC is composed of the chairs and vice chairs of each state Democratic Party committee and over 200 members elected by Democrats in all 57 states and the territories. They said that, not me. <laughs> uh, which, none of this, by the way, is very Democratic. And whether you like to believe it or not, you know, a lot of you do believe we live in this democracy thing. There's a better plan that the party could still potentially put into motion for at least some of the primaries and caucuses, which is uh, they could, you know, require them to ask caucus goers and voters to select not just their choice for president, but also a different living constitutionally eligible person as their second choice should their numero uno become unavailable. This would give us and not the elite, you know, I say should Trump or Biden literally drop dead because of something like this. This would be a lot easier to execute than amending the Constitution to insert an upper age limit or some sort of health and cognitive function requirement. It would also be more democratic than the existing party structures. Uh, you know, I, I look at some people, I mean, I know tactical instructors that are 72, 73 years old. These guys are still very, very dangerous men. And uh, that, uh, you know, wh where do we draw the line on this one? It could also be less obviously insane than delegates making their choice, but with some mandated requirement to get to the public polling and go in that direction. 
And it would make the current attacks being leveled on Haley by Ron DeSantis a whole lot more relevant and meaningful. It would enable us to dispense with the shadow campaign being run by Newsom. And the slightly more stealthy one being run by Pritzker. And then you could have an honest discussion about qualifications. So just understand that in that event while you're sitting there. and I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, they have a plan, which makes me worry now about certain certain candidates. I mean, because if uh, if you get out there and you get this guy voted in, you don't really want him. I guess you could uh, you could uh, invite him to Bill Clinton's house, and you know what happens whenever somebody gets around to Clinton, or they could be hired. They could be hired for uh, they could be hired as the chef for Barack Obama, and then what? <laughs> but I, I, I just I saw that interesting I thought I, I I wondered that myself for quite some time as we for whatever reason we just keep pushing the age limits you know let's maybe we could find some some 90 year old guys to, to run for president next time you know what um, I've got a horror story for the climate zealots it's a horror story the horror this is News Talk 98.9 WORD Uh, we're getting a little esoteric here, aren't we? Yeah. Indeed. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Let's go to the phones. Paul in Inman. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, hey, Bill. Uh, uh, Paul's point of view. Another session is coming up. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to the point quick, Paul. Let's go. Come on. Okay, no problem. Quickly, quickly. Uh, what is, in your opinion, one of the better spotting scopes that I can get? You know, spotting scopes. I, I, I op, normally I just use a pair of binoculars simply because they have more than one one use. Uh, I don't really look okay. too much at spotting scopes simply because they only have one use. Although they're very nice to have when you're out there and you're zero in that scope, aren't they? Yes, I, I picked up a Ruger Mini 14 and I could not put lead on the paper at a hundred yards. <laughs> oh, so I need to, uh, actually. No, 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 no! It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was the. It had a, a, a scope on it, and it was probably never fired, uh, other than the previous owner, maybe a couple times. And I had no idea what I'm getting. It was a, a, a cat in a bag type of deal. So I need to do something to it. And I'm thinking I need to have something. I'm going to tell you what to do with it. I'm going to tell you what to do with it. Take it as it is. Take it to Dewey's and let them set it up for you. And they'll set it up. They'll they'll bore side oh. it for you. It'll be all set up. It'll be beautiful. Then you, you, okay, I'll take you at your word. I'm going to go over there and take a peek at them. It's on, it's on Augusta Road in Greenville, South Carolina. Dewey's, uh, they, they specialize in sighting in scopes, especially if that one is telescopic. That is Dewey's bread and butter is, is, is glass. So Okay, super. That, that'll do solve that issue for, for you. Okay, do I have time for the uh, just past election uh, yesterday? Uh, a, a little uh, sentiment? You're going to have to, sure, be economic. Let's go. Okay. Uh, I looked at the, uh, when I did my vote, I looked at the voting machine and I went, I have absolutely no confidence in that machine, even at that little low level vote. Because what is happening is we just extended the tax for 1% now for another six years. And this is merely an opening for this tax to be increased for whatever reason. 
in the next six years when people reach a certain level of amnesia. And we will be just like with an income tax, which used to be 1.5% when it was instituted. Now it's whatever the hell. It got as, far, as high as 90, if I remember right. Yeah. So uh, anybody who still thinks this is a good idea to be overtaxed like this is certifiably nuts, yes. in my opinion. I don't you disagree know. with you, Paul. Go take that gun to Dewey, though, and let me know how that turns out. I want to know. John Carpenter. Some of you remember that name. He was a pretty amazing filmmaker in his early years. He took three pumpkins, some leaves, a poorly tuned piano, and a half-in-the-bag lead actor, a bunch of bad lighting, and he turned it, that into a cinematic masterpiece. Now, it's not. The name of that movie was Halloween. It's not a cinematic masterpiece like Barry Lyndon by Stanley Kubrick. But with what John Carpenter was working with, he, he, he got some impressive financial and visual results out of it. But as creepy as it was, the story was dumb. Because remember, you got Donald Pleasance, he comes up, he pops Michael Myers in the head with a three fifty seven Magnum, and he just stands there. <laughs> he stops killing Jamie Lee Curtis, but he just stands there. And uh, then he gets popped five more times, and then, you know, everybody, he, he walks away. Now, that's been done over and over again. Now, Barry Lyndon was written by Jack London. He wrote one of the most unsettling and frightening stories ever told called To Build a Fire. And it doesn't have ghosts and werewolves or possessed dolls or Michael Myers. It's a horror story where the only thing that's going wrong is the subject of the story's lack of imagination. Based on a man who's forgotten how to be afraid of the cold. Everything he does is a mistake. Every time he tries to make things better, they get worse. And it all was 100% preventable. This could be used as a metaphor for Joe Biden's energy policy. When you set out in weather that you know is colder than usual, also knowing that you're inexperienced, well, you know, let's look at this whole zero carbon nonsense, which has zero real world experience of what zero carbon would look like. This guy in the story, when he builds a fire under a snowy branch and discovers the warming snow falling on his fire, puts fire out. That's the electric vehicle fiasco. Along the way, as he heads towards his doom, he's thinking about a warm camp that he's going to arrive at later. And he's living in a fantasy world. He's denying the reality that he's already made a series of fatal errors and that in and of itself is the biggest of the fatal errors. And it's a lot like the illusion that the climate zealots have that getting rid of carbon somehow means they've got, they, get, they get to keep civilization. But if they get what they want, they don't get to keep it. If wind and solar were enough to power industrial civilization, the Dutch would have had our civilization back in the 1500s. Zero carbon means zero industrial civilization. It means 7 billion people starved to death. It means we've forgotten to fear the cold. Now, what to build a fire lacks compared to, say, Halloween... It certainly makes up for as metaphorically if you look at things. I'm being I'm being told that 
So uh, I have made a mistake in my presumption that Jack London wrote To Build a Fire, or he wrote Barry Lyndon. I'm, I'm being corrected on that. I thank you. Barry Lyndon was actually written by William Makepeace Thackeray. See, we, the left is trying to make you believe that they can control the world. I mean, everything in the world, not just people, but everything. They want you to believe they can control the wind and they want you to believe they can control the, the, the cold and the heat. And we, to a certain degree, We've learned to live with it. We've learned to take fossil fuel and create environments indoors that shield us from the effects of the cold and the heat. In the best of times, we like to be outdoors. But during the worst of times, we want to be indoors. And this is what leads to our or lends to our survival. And uh, this is the part where... Uh, This is the part where the leftists are out there and they, they, this is all about money. It's all about money. But in the end, they're standing atop a pile of rubble. There's nothing left. They're in charge of nothing because they destroy everything. Zero carbon means zero industrial civilization. There is no civilization in net zero. We go back to digging in the mud. We go back to trying to shield ourselves around a fire all the time. And would fire be allowed in this energy policy? I don't know. I, that, that, might, that might not be clean enough. So what? I, I guess what? What are we going to do? There won't be any animals left because they, they, you know, animals are bad because... They they have flatulence and all that other so they gotta go too. So what are we gonna what are we gonna wear? Where are we gonna slip? You know, that's net zero. There's your net zero. You don't have to worry about buying an electric vehicle because there won't be any. I got five things that you need to remember to have on hand in the event that all of this stuff that the left is trying to do comes to comes to pass. Because that's going to be disastrous. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You don't have to watch the debate at home tonight. You can go meet Charlie James at Wild Wing Cafe. 1025 Woodruff Road. It's right there where Cabela's is. It's right between Grimaldi's and the movie theater. It's right there on the corner. You can go in there, meet Charlie James, watch, you know, you know, have the discussion. Interpret what you see. That's all that's all happening tonight. He'll be there. Be there or be square. Wild Wings Cafe. We are descending. Well, you know what? I, I keep I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. You know what? Let's just go. We are descending <laughs> into a hellish landscape. We have, and all of this is being brought to us and being force fed upon us. The climate hysteria, the virulent Jew hatred in the streets, the Marxist despotism, 
runaway inflation, massive federal debt. Those of you that have saved for your for that you know for your for your August years for the golden years, uh, that has all been uh, just done away with in the name of policy. You're seeing it, this is all being up by your weekly grocery bill and energy costs. I just looked at my bank website. I'm like, where did this go? Combine this bleak economic outlook with our Obama-approved hate America first failed foreign policy, and you have the likely possibility of a severe economic depression during a time of multiple foreign military engagements. Let this be a listen to you. Stolen elections have predictable consequences. So how do you prepare for this? Because it can foment chaos. And first thing you have to do, is you have to just go ahead and accept that this is an issue. It is an issue. Without a doubt, it is an issue. And you have to make certain preparations along the way. And you have to think about things like food, water, energy, and medical supply shortages in the months ahead. So here's some items. You know, besides besides all the sexy stuff. What, Bill, what do you have in you? I, I have, you know how, do you have, uh, do you have all this uh, stuff, uh, you know, like the guns and the stuff to, to yeah, there's other stuff besides this. Like, I'll tell you one, I, I've got a list of them, but here's some for you. Real maple syrup. This requires no refrigeration, and it can be bartered in small quantities. Most preppers have five-gallon buckets of oatmeal in their pantry, but very few include any maple syrup. So they're going to have this bland, dry stuff that they add water to. And, uh, you know, you could you could actually make it somewhat enjoyable by adding a little flavor to it. Four-inch PVC pipe with the cap ends and the oxygen absorbers and the discant packs. If you want to pack stuff away and make little caches, then you have to do this in a way to where, one, it doesn't get moisture in there, and two, your stuff doesn't get messed up. Many people want to hide things like pistols and ammo and thumb drives and hard drives and family documents and passports and all that stuff underground or behind a wall. And you can do this in a large PVC pipe. It's very inexpensive. It's waterproof. It's airtight. When you do that, <laughs> when you do that, do this one thing. Make a map of where you're putting all this stuff. You don't want to lose it. Now, the second best barter item in difficult times is liquor. And you can, you know, divvy up. You can, like, you can get fifths and make small quantities out there. And you can have name brands and generic brands. And name brands cost more per bottle, but they also have a higher value during a trade. Generic brands help you increase your overall bottle count faster. And liquor is best stored in a cool, dark place using the distiller's original shipping carton. And along the way, if things are getting really bad, of course, you can consume it yourself. Number four, spices. Cooking spices, non-perishable hot sauces. Demand for those will increase during difficult times because much of the freeze-dried and canned emergency food is under-flavored. All of this stuff, all this emergency food that you have out there, the, uh, you know, 
it is designed for you to survive on. It's like in, uh, you know, Crocodile Dundee. You can live on it. But it's all designed to deliver a lot of carbohydrates and calories in a very small package. It is not meant to be a culinary delight. So, some spices can make can spice things up. You know, oregano, thyme, basil, paprika, garlic powder, cinnamon, onion powder. All of those are perishable and they have to be stored in an airtight container along with oxygen absorbers. And that takes a little bit of time and expense. And if you have it and you actually could barter for it, you'll get your return on it. Maybe not. Your, your spice inventory should be allocated between barter and trade spices and spices for your own personal use. Stored spices don't take up a lot of space. But they do have, uh, they do bring a high values demand increases. Now, other than firearms and ammo, the most desired non-perishable item of all is going to be coffee and tea. Unopened canned coffee has a shelf life of around 450 days. Instant coffee, properly stored, can last up to 25 years. There are two market leaders in long-term coffee storage, Franklin's Finest Survival Coffee and Legacy Food Storage Ground Coffee. And they're okay. They're good enough. Tea bags generally have a shelf life under 18 months, so there'll be extra time and effort involved in repackaging this in vacuum-sealed jars or using airtight jars with oxygen absorbers. Why do I point this out? Well, we have been invaded by 8 million illegal aliens. We have allowed fentanyl to destroy the inner city. We have let Marxist politicians empty our prisons and they've allowed crime and prostitution to run rampant. And our national media have become the yapping, yipping lapdogs of the Marxist Democrats. So we've crossed a tipping point. We are looking at terrorism, overseas conflicts, and economic downturns. And... Uh, don't look to the authorities to take control of this. A lot of you have other ideas. I see it in the text line. You should be doing these. You should be doing these. Prepare accordingly. Start today. If you never have to use it, great. Break out the liquor and enjoy yourselves. Right now, the mayor in uh, Nashville, he's mad about the shooter manifesto. And, uh, you know, that's that's all that's grabbing him right now. I'm, I'm surprised. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Ah, yes, a nice love song to take us out. I like that. Yeah. This is a love ballad. It is. Well, I say so. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I have been streaming live on the, the WORD Facebook page. So they held back the manifesto for a while, and Stephen Crowder got a few pages of it, and it got leaked, and now the mayor of Nashville is furious. He's talking about legal action involving local and federal authorities this coming from Mayor Freddie O'Connell. We had this woven web, and this is just more tangling of it. Now, when all of this was happening, right, while we were mourning the six victims, 
The media and the opinion writers were busy blaming various aspects of Tennessee life. The governor, the open carry, the so-called anti-drag bill. It couldn't possibly have been a severely ill-human, mentally ill-human. It had to be the gun culture and hatred in Tennessee. Now, of course, we could figure all this out if we could just see the manifesto and see the dead sicko's writings. That would be important for the psychological community to study and the general public to spot the signs. But then we were told they would not be released completely because they were too disturbing, too disturbavio. We got this from BizPack Review. Nashville shooter Audrey Hale's still unreleased manifesto will not, when finally released, be in its entirety because of the danger its contents pose. Well, yeah, we know what the danger is now. Uh, somebody told the New York Post, what I was told is her manifesto was a blueprint on total destruction and it was so, so detailed at the level of what she had planned. That document in the wrong person's hands would be astronomically dangerous. Ah, uh, you... Okay. Passing the buck. Passing the buck. Now, if you think that it is protecting sicko psychos to bury the manifesto, then you have no idea what's out there on the web, dark or otherwise. So the standoff continued, but then we saw these three pages. <laughs> and uh, we found out the danger to the manifesto, which the danger is this girl was just indoctrinated in white privilege and they didn't, the danger was to the narrative. But Freddie is not happy with this. So we get this. Uh, he said, I've directed Wally Dietz, Metro's law director, to initiate an investigation into how these images could have been released. That investigation may involve local, state, and federal authorities. I am deeply concerned with the safety and security and well-being of the Covenant families and all Nashvilleians who are grieving. Why? Audrey Hale is dead. And you, I mean, there's enough news out about what Audrey Hale did to where you're not going to stop the copycats if that's what comes up. But I find it odd that this this mayor so upset with the fact that this went public. How does this how does knowing Audrey Hale's state of mind put anyone anywhere at risk? But the biggest reason they didn't want to release this is because it didn't fit the approved narrative. Far better to 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 blame guns and and right wing stuff and hatred of trans people. But Audrey Hale is the poster child of trans people. And that's the problem with the manifesto. The mental health that goes along with this unchecked. This is how it can. It's not going to do it every time. No doubt about it. But it can get this bad. And when that happens and this person decides, well, you know, I'm ready to check out. But before I go, I want to drag some people to hell with me. And that's what they were trying to protect. The fact that this person was indoctrinated into this whole idea of white privilege. Never mentioned any of that transphobic nonsense or any of that other stuff. This had this was all internal for Audrey Hale. So, 
that's what it was that was that was the that was the whole uh I guess that was the whole premise the whole danger if you will these issues as they go along uh they're always going to be present as long as we monocoddle this kind of mental health issue and just let it go unchecked. We should be helping these people. They are our fellow human beings. Instead of doing that, the left is just letting them reach critical mass. And then when they pop, then they use that. They tap dance in the blood of the innocents that they allow to be killed. And then they say, this is because of all your freedoms. And this is why we have to take them in order to make you safe. And all of you left-leaning saps who, you know, are upset because we're using your rules against you, you'll buy that. You'll eat that up like candy. I'll be talking to you in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.